Hello, hello, welcome, 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 glad you're here, welcome, I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger, this is the Fishmonger live stream, we do this every Wednesday, 7pm Mountain Time, that's 9 Eastern for those that have trouble converting that, (laughs) 6 Pacific, and 8 o'clock everywhere else, glad you're here, glad you could join me, um, I've got a couple cool things to talk to you about. The first thing is the shipping report. Let's start with that. 100% this week. No problems. As far as I know, if you had a problem, please let me know. Dan at dansfish.com. But as far as I know, everything arrived alive and in good shape. And got a couple nice emails from people, actually. Uh, Someone ordered the uh, Miyuki rice fish. And they have some rice fish already. And they got them and they put them in their tub. And they're like, oh, man. I wish I only had these. They're that good. Anyway, it was a nice email. Um, Actually, there was one itty bitty problem. There was some moisture inside his box. That's the first time in, uh, first time that I can remember when I might've had a leak. I think it might've been the ice pack. I, I put in a, actually a temperature control pack on his box, which is, um, just an extra bag of water to help stabilize temperature, kind of like a temperature sink uh, to kind of ballast the temperature. Um, I wonder if that thing leaked. Anyway, first report I've had in since I can remember in year, two years, maybe um, that there was an issue with any kind of leak or seepage. So that was a little bit bad, I guess, but in general, everyone's fish arrived alive and in good shape. Everyone's happy. So that's a good week. Um, I did have to reship some stuff this week because some things, a couple of platies did poorly last week, but the ones I reshipped arrived, it looks like in good shape this week. So that's awesome. The other thing that makes today awesome is I'm already in live chat. I remembered to do that before I ever went live, which is amazing. Never happens. Oh, here's one bad thing. I totally forgot. I remember that, but I forgot to put in the chat. There you go. That's a little better than looking at that, uh, looking at that (laughs) oxygen tank. (laughs) Put the chat on the screen. Um, There is one retraction I need to make. I I misspoke last week. I I did watch, I I read the chat um, on a replay of last week's live stream because I asked a lot of questions and I needed your feedback on things like uh, this microphone versus the headset and some other things. So I, I did watch the replay and read the chat so I could get that information. Thanks to everyone that participated. Um, it looks like people are kind of 50-50 on headset versus uh, this microphone I've got right here. So I think I'm going to keep the microphone uh, just because it's more comfortable to not have my ears covered. And I, I think it looks a little funkier to have my ears covered. But yeah, it seemed to be kind of a 50-50 split, but I will keep that in mind. I wonder if there's a f- couple things I can do, uh, settings I can change on the mic to make things a little crisper. But anyway, while I was rereading the chat, I saw that I had made a, a big error. I, uh, I misspoke. This happens sometimes when I'm on camera, and I bet it's happened hundreds and hundreds of times, and I've never even known it unless I've like watched a replay and read the chat. But here is the error I made, and I'm really sorry about it. So June was our busiest month ever, but I I got the stats mixed up. We didn't do 560% more than our busiest month ever. We did 560% more than June of last year. So June of 2020, we did 560% more in dollars of business 
than we did in June of 2019. I misspoke and said we did 560% more than our busiest month. We did 86% more than our busiest month. So we did almost double our busiest month ever. Um, and we only had and that was a super busy month where we had like a 50% off sale or something. So we were more than double that or not more than double. We were 86% more than that. So almost double. So I'm sorry, everybody. Um, when I, I heard myself say that on camera as during the replay on video, I was like, no, no, take it back. But it was already out there. So just want to correct that. Um, 560% more business than a year ago, June, month to month comparison, two different years, 86% more than our busiest month ever. Okay, so clear that up. Um, I have some exciting news. I have hired uh, someone to help out here at Dan's Fish. He's a local guy that has been um, buying fish from me and asking for fish advice and, and stuff for I think three years now. And he will be helping with with maintenance. So he's going to be helping uh, with filter changes, changing out old filter floss, uh, rinsing out sponge filters, uh, scrubbing out algae, things like that. Kind of an entry level thing. Um, and he's excited. I'm excited. He starts Friday. So that will help free me up a bit. Things have got so busy with all you beautiful people um, buying fish from dancefish.com. Thank you so much that it was starting to get very difficult for me to keep up on maintenance and orders. So seemed like the time. So I've got someone coming on. Um, I'll be giving you more details as, as things go. I don't know how much he wants me to say about who he is and, or if he wants to be on camera or any of that stuff. Um, so I have to be a little bit careful about that, but we do have some help coming. So that's awesome. The other great news is that, um, Jonathan is still here. His work told him that they were going to be working remotely. I believe through March of next year, I believe was the date through next year. I mean, until next year. And I think it was through March, if I remember correctly. So he's got like a long time where he doesn't have to be anywhere. So uh, he can work from anywhere. He has an internet connection and a computer. And so uh, he's hanging out here. So while he's here, we're getting a ton done on the website. You might not have noticed what we're getting done, but um, we fixed a lot of errors and we're building affiliates and we're building uh, discount codes. Those are kind of the things that we're, we're working on at the moment besides just getting the servers done. So getgills.com is getting improved um, much quicker now than it usually is just because we're here together kind of focused on it. So that's, that's pretty cool. I think that's it for me. I'm going to get to the giveaway and then I'm going to get right to your questions and comments because um, I never can get to all of them. So I'm hoping by giving a little more time for that, I'll be able to get to more of you folks this week than, um, than I have been able to. Um, oh, the, before I do that, the last thing is it does look like the order from Indonesia is still on course. It should be here July 18th. Um, looks like everything's good. And yeah, I'm, I think it's going to happen. Uh, Joel Rosenberg, $2. Thank you, Joel, for throwing down a super chat. I very much appreciate it. Hope business never slows back down. Congrats. I hope with you. Now, there is a little seasonality and all that, but um, man, it's, 
It really has been. Um, I found some of my limits <laughs> as far as what I can do. And that's why we hired uh, someone to help out. And it's it's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's getting to the point where I'm like every day I'd be like, OK, tomorrow I'm going to change your filter. And I didn't get to it. And then the next day I'd be like, OK, tomorrow I'm going to change your filter. And I didn't get to it. And three or four days would go by. And that's not that's not good. Um, so to keep the standards up with everything happening, I, I had to do it. Um, speaking of tanks and changes, this tank behind me, I'm about to get into. I started today. I don't know if you can see it, but I, I cleared out this side today. Um, I hoped to get more done, but there was it, it got really busy with things as it sometimes does. So tomorrow I'll be trimming down all this Pogostem and Stellatus octopus, which is absolutely taking over. It's threatening to shade out the sword plant and things. I'll cut it down so it's a nice uh, controlled hedge and then um, get this tank how I want it. I'm going to put a big group of Burmese clouded archer fish in there and I keep going back and forth on whether I'm going to keep the sword tails or not. I almost sold them to somebody today, and but I keep going back and forth. I, I'm not not really quite sure. I got to think about it. And then I'm thinking that it might be neat to get some of the golden denison barbs in there. Um, I really like roseline barbs, and uh, there is a, a golden variety that I've I've never seen a nice big one. They're new. They're very expensive, but. I think they might show up really nice in that tank. So think, making some changes in that tank. Um, for those that are wondering, um, the big discus that were in there did not die or anything. Uh, I sold them to a local customer and um, haven't heard that they're not doing well. So it's been a couple of weeks. Hopefully they're doing really well for him. So um, for this wondering where the discus went, I've just got the two little ones left and I'm hoping they pull through. They were kind of the runts of the batch, but I'm trying to nurse them um, into big, healthy fish. We'll see. Uh, they're they're going to be a bit of a challenge, I think. Um, fish Tank Barn throwing down a 99-cent deuce because I am now Bob Steenfot. <laughs> Mike, hope you're doing well. like the new logo. And um, nice haul from Jimmy's, uh, from Swiskey or Jimmy Gimble or whatever he's going by now. Hope you have a ton of fun setting up all those new tanks. KP, throwing down a $2 super chat. Thanks, KP. What is that? The cat fox. At least he's not punching me in the face. <laughs> Chattanooga Ed always beats me up every stream, throwing me a fox cat that punches me. This guy's just giving me a thumbs up. Awesome. Thanks, KP. I appreciate it. Okay, so to the giveaway. I want to talk about these fish a little bit before um so the giveaway is for some um desmopuntius hexazona the six-banded barb very similar to the puntius barb um or i'm sorry pentazon barb the five-banded barb here's how you tell the difference on the hexazona there is no dark spot here on the dorsal fin on the Pentazon, there's this dark spot right here. So mine, I bought them as Pentazona, but uh, they don't have this dark spot. So they're actually, I believe the Hexazona, that's what I have them labeled as. And the Pentazon barb um, has a very restricted range. So most of the Pentazon barbs sold in the hobby are actually um, six-banded barbs, are, he are Hexazona. Very pretty fish. Peaceful, stays small, beautiful. And I want to talk about barbs just a little bit. So barbs have a bad rap. 
in the hobby. When we think of barbs, we think of aggressive fish that nip fins and outcompete everything and are just kind of a pain to keep in a tank because of that behavior. And that's just not true. That is true of some species. That's true of, say, tiger barbs. And they're the most common barb out there. And so I think tiger barbs have done a lot to kind of smear the name of barbs in general. But there's, you know, I think hundreds of species of barbs. And most of them that are aquarium size are actually quite peaceful. Um, I went to Mike Manji's house. He's the barb whisperer uh, when I gave a talk in, in Grand Rapids. And he has tons of tanks full of barbs and he keeps them with delicate little community fish and there are no problems. Most barbs are peaceful. Most barbs are good community fish. There's a few that aren't. Tiger barbs, clown barbs can be vicious. Um, there's a few species like that. But in general, they're good. They just get a bad rap. This is one of those species. These guys get about two inches, maybe just a little under two inches. So they don't get very big. And they are one of the most peaceful barbs out there. So another issue with barbs is in lots of fish, but especially barbs, is they do best in large groups. So you'll notice like if, if you have tiger barbs, for example, since we're all familiar with tiger barbs, if you have like three in a tank, they're gonna harass each other and shred each other and there's gonna be problems. If you put 30 in a tank, then there's no problems because in nature, they naturally live in large shoals. And so they establish a pecking order and it's all good because there's enough of them that they know where everyone belongs and there isn't constant focused aggression. If you have a large group, that's fine. Um, what's a, a good example of that is like Corey's 800 gallon when he just filled it with tiger barbs. Um, yeah, they were food aggressive because barbs are very quick to food for sure. Not so much the uh, hexazona, although they are a little bit, but tiger barbs, absolutely. Clown barbs, yes. <laughs> you know, there's these big boisterous fish. But if you notice an, on on Corey's tank, if you're watching it behind him while he was doing live streams or whatever, those barbs weren't, weren't damaged. They didn't have any fin nips or anything like that because they were in a large group. So that's one key to barbs. Even the more aggressive ones will often calm down. Um, I had a customer who bought a group of clown barbs from me. I believe she bought seven, I think, something like that. She got them and she had all kinds of aggression issues. So I sent her more. I think I sent her nine more, if memory serves. I'm not sure exactly the numbers, but something like that. And the aggression went away. The fins all healed up. Everyone's fine. So that's one of the keys with the more aggressive barbs. And the same is true for the hexazona, mainly so they feel comfortable. They are peaceful. Even if you only get a few, they're going to be peaceful, but they're going to feel more comfortable in a large group and be out and about. Now, the hexazona, um, they have a, a large, large range from, um, from Burma, southern Burma, down through Indonesia. Uh, I believe they hit Singapore. Large range, very adaptable fish. They can go from the high 60s to the high 70s, uh, large temperature range where they're comfortable. And they can actually go a little beyond that too, but for long term, let's say, um, high 60s to the high 70s. No, low 80s, I guess. You don't want to go much above 80 long term with them. And um, they, like I said, don't get too big, about two inches. And yeah, 
again, barbs get a bad rap, but most of them are very peaceful. Tiger Barb's ruined it for everybody. <laughs> so that's the giveaway. So if you would like to win some peaceful barbs, then enter hashtag six bands are better. Hopefully I can, let's see if I can make this so you can see it. There you go. Six bands are better. S-I-X-B-A-N-D-S-A-R-E-B-E-T-T-E-R. Six bands are better because it's the six banded barb. All right. So that's the giveaway today. With that, I'm going to start getting to questions and comments. Dragon Lair says, I love my Odessa barbs. Oh man, who wouldn't? Odessas are stunningly beautiful. I mean, really, really pretty fish for sure. Well, I just noticed there's a watermark right across my face. When I when I share the window, there's like this watermark right across my face. Right there. Oh, but now it's gone. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Anyway, um, okay. So six bands are better. We'll enter you into the giveaway. Did I miss any super chats? I don't think so. So let's get to your questions and comments. We are in live chat. Booyah. So I, I hopefully won't be missing anybody. Okay. Oh, and there is someone that, um, hey, Scott Backer, good to see you. There is someone that reached out um, through email and wanted to provide stuff for a giveaway today, but I got super busy and I forgot till just a few minutes ago. So I want to apologize to that person. Uh, you know who you are. And um, he emailed me a couple weeks ago to see if we could set it up. I was like, yeah, and then just totally slipped my mind. So uh, let's try for next week for that. Sorry about that. Totally forgot. Um, I think Petsotics wanted to do something today too. So Petsotics, if you're here, um, just for an additional little thing, uh, let me know. We can get that set up. Michael Brandle, no worries about the sound. It's fine to me. I'm glad to hear it. Deuce the Noob, at least you have both channels of audio today. Oh yeah, we were able to fix that. Yes. And that was, in fact, let me scroll down to the bottom and just do a test. I think I figured out what it was. So I'm going to switch something. Tell me if it goes to one side. All you folks on headsets, uh, candy, etc. So I'm, I just switched a setting. Did that change it? Is it now just on one side for you folks that are on a headset? Um, let me know. Because if so, I know exactly what the problem is. I changed some things and I did fix it, but it would be nice to know what I for sure what the issue is. So if it ever happens again, um, I can I can just make the switch quickly um, instead of just knowing, hey, I changed 10 things and one of them worked. It's left side only now. Yes, left only now. Okay, I'm going to switch it back. Now we should be back to back to stereo sound, right? Yeah, I just want to confirm that real quick before I get to the questions and comments. Um, let's see here. Just waiting for confirmation here, and then I'll get to questions and comments. But that should have fixed it. Yes, went on one side for me. Okay. And now it's fixed, fixed, fixed. Okay, good. So if that ever happens in the future, uh, I... I just a setting got switched on here, and I can I can fix it in the future. But Michael, I hear you. Um, sorry about that for everyone that went through that live stream. 
I'm sorry, Deuce. Sorry about that. Um, Color Gupper, Guppies, pretty darn good. Yeah, it's been a good few months. I have to tell you, we're hopping here. We're growing like crazy. And I want to thank everyone that made that possible. Um, you know who you are, the folks that invested or helped or hobbyists that bred fish so I could buy fish from them when there were no imports coming in. All, all you folks, thanks so much. Flower One Stars, is it okay to order online fishes with the heat wave? Um, if they know what they're doing, yes, yes. Um, I would definitely check reviews. It might be worth emailing the person and saying, are you experienced shipping fish in hot weather and things like that? Um, but it, it can be done. Uh, the keys are, there's a few keys. One of the problems with heat is oxygen saturation declines in the water. Water is not able to absorb as much oxygen when it's warm. So as the water warms up, the oxygen level in the water goes down. As the water warms up, the fish's metabolism increases and it needs more oxygen while the oxygen level in the water is dropping. It's a bad combination. So um, using pure oxygen really helps. If you can't do that, not, all is not lost. Clean water is a must. I would not use water from the aquarium because that's full of microorganisms and bacteria and things that are going to boom with the heat. And all those little organisms require oxygen. So they suck oxygen out of the water so it's not available for the fish. So do everything you can to keep the water clean and to... Um, if you can use pure oxygen, not necessary, but if you can. So, and, and, and for the love of Pete, everyone that's shipping fish, please, I, I still get bags of fish when I order them from other people sometimes with like 75% water and a little bit of oxygen at the top. It should be reversed. 25, 30% water, the rest oxygen, or maybe half and half if you're using pure oxygen is okay. So, so please, please, a lot more oxygen, in, in the bag or a lot more air in the bag than water. So that's number one, make sure there's plenty of oxygen in the water. Number two, thick insulation. Um, don't be cheap and get the half inch liners, get the three quarter inch liners, the nice thick ones. That'll help keep everything stable. And then the other thing is, there's two other things. Well, there's, okay, three other things. Your carrier, um, Sometimes when it's super hot, you want to ship a method that's more expensive, but gets them there overnight. So if you do priority during a heat wave, it can work. I've done it. Um, it. It can definitely work, but it's riskier. If you do overnight, then the fish are only in transit overnight. So I drop the fish off. Personally, what I do is I drop the fish off about 4.30 or a little before 5 in the evening. They go right on the FedEx truck. They're traveling mostly at night when it's cooler. And if I ship FedEx priority, they should get to you by 10 a.m. or noon. So look for someone who's doing like an overnight shipping like that. So they aren't stuck out in the heat so long. That will be helpful. Again, not strictly necessary. I've shipped plenty of bags priority during heat waves. It can happen, but it is riskier. Um, and there's all kinds of reputable people that do overnight. I think I think the wet spot ships overnight, or at least next day. Um, a lot of a lot of places do. So you should be able to find folks that do that. Um, then there's something about the space in the box. If there's if the box is only half full, then 
what you can do is uh, fill the rest of the box with a bag of water. There's no fish in it, but there's extra water volume in the box. So there isn't wasted space. And what that extra water volume does is it stabilizes the temperature in the box. Uh, water um, is a great, has good heat retention and it takes a lot of energy to heat up a little bit of water, much more than atmosphere. Basically water has a high specific heat, much higher than empty space, right? Or I should say than atmosphere. So if you fill any empty spaces with a bag of water, no fish in it, just water, that'll help keep the water, uh, the, the, the temperature of the water in the bags with the fish in them stable while they're in route. Then the last thing is cold packs. Um, they're cheap. Well, they're, I mean, they're a couple bucks each, but when you're playing Russian roulette with the fish's life shipping in the heat, they're worth it. So if you're shipping to somewhere really hot, my rule is if it's over a hundred degrees where they're going, they automatically get a cold pack. So, um, if they're in route longer, they might get a cold pack if it's over 90 degrees. It just depends on what you're doing. But so those are the kind of the things people can do. So it can definitely be done. Um, it just, I would check the reviews and maybe check with the shipper to make sure they're experienced in doing it because it's a little riskier. <laughs> Candy overholes, lame, as in lame rice fish. <laughs> um, okay, just got to KP Super Chat. Thanks again. Thumbs up, Cat Fox. Fox Cat. New Mexico Aquatics. Hey, Bobby, I have my first ever Odessa barbs. Cool. Three males, four females in a 60 gallon species only planted tank. They are amazing. I want more. Do you have tips or breeding tips? Thank you. Um, my main tip you seem to already get, which is more. Uh, barbs do well in large groups and I'm glad you like them. Odessa's, I don't know if they're my favorite species of barb. I, I, the neon hyphen barb. Um, Crenothixi, uh, what is it, Crenichoides, um, Orichthys Crenichoides, I believe, is probably my favorite barb ever, but Odessa's are maybe a close second. They're amazing. They're so beautiful. Glad you like them. Um, no, I mean, you have a 60 gallons, so they have a good footprint. They've got uh, four feet, I would imagine, to swim back and forth in. They're an active species, so a tank that size is very helpful. Um, they don't like it too hot. Odessa barbs uh, long-term uh, are fine in like the mid-70s. For breeding, you can pump it up to 78 or 80 or what does Greg Sage do? 80, 82, somewhere around there. But long-term, don't keep them too hot. Um, I wouldn't go much above 82 degrees. And um, you've already got it planted. They, they don't mind flow. So it's not necessary, but if you can add flow to the tank, directional flow, they kind of like playing in the current a little bit. They don't, you don't want the entire tank full of current, but a spot of current where they can go and play, um, they tend to like that, to be able to go in and out of it. So those are my thoughts, Bobby, but I'm glad you got them. And the main thing is more, uh, the larger the group, I mean, you can't fit. 400 full-grown Odessa barbs in a 60-gallon tank. So there's a point where it doesn't work. But the larger the group you can get and still have a nice balance of space to fish in the tank, the better. They'll, they'll, the more the merrier with that species. And it sounds like you're on it. Sounds, sounds good to me. The other Tiffany, as in not Tiffany White. <laughs> 
Will these barbs do well with a guppy breeding tank? I don't know, Tiffany. Um, even very peaceful fish will sometimes nip guppies' fins if they're a long finned variety. Um, I think they do fine with like endlers or some kind of guppy that has uh, a short fin, but I don't know about the long fins. They are one of the more peaceful species of barbs for sure, but even peaceful species will sometimes nip at those nice, long, delicious fins. So I don't have, I've never tried it and I've never talked to anyone directly who has, so I don't know. If anyone here knows that, if anyone here has kept um, six banded barbs or five banded barbs, their behavior is the same. Um, in with guppies, would you let us know? It's a good question, Tiffany. I wish I could answer that. Dragon Lair loves Odessa barbs too. Yep. Yeah. Good taste. Candy overhauls, you are fired for making the hashtags. Oh, did I do it too long? How is six bands are better difficult? What did I? People having trouble with six bands are better? Uh, sorry, Candy. I knew it was long, but I thought it was fairly easy. They're short words. <laughs> Maybe I should have made it six bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no hashtags and let, let Candy do the links. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> sorry, Candy. Hex Tank Apologist. What? <laughs> That's funny. I was, I'm a hexagon tank. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a great name. Hex tank apologist. <laughs> what are your go-to meds for fin rot? I have eight neon tetras that have had fin rot for months. I've tried several medications and the fin just don't seem to heal. White flayed fins. Hmm. So that I mean, okay, with the disclaimer that I'm not a veterinarian, I think I would rule out fungus before I went for antibiotics. Fungus is just easier to treat. So I think what I would do is use uh, Mardell Quick Cure or ICX or some other um, treatment that had malachite green and formalin in it and try that for a week or 10 days. If that doesn't heal it up, I'm, uh, before I do that, I'm imagining your parameters are good. I'm imagining there's no ammonia in there because that can really mess with fins and your nitrites are good and the water's all clean and stuff. So that and temperature, I'm imagining all, all the basic things are, in, are, are fine and that the water's clean. I would try antifungus medicine, which uh, malachite green and formalin work pretty well with that. And if after a week to 10 days, I didn't see any improvement, um, I would set up a hospital tank and I would use canamycin and nitrofurazone both together at the same time. Um, there's a medicine called spectro spectrogram, which you can find on eBay, which is uh, a tablet that has metro uh, I'm sorry, canamycin and nitrofurazone in it already. So you could use that or you can buy both medicines and dose it yourself. Um, but that is my go-to for anything I suspect to be a bacterial infection. And if that doesn't work, then you might try a gram positive medication such as triple sulfa or 
erythromycin or something like that. So that's kind of the order of operations I would choose. By the way, in the hospital tank, I would also use salt, five grams per liter. And if you um, don't have plants in your tank where they're at right now, then I would go ahead and use salt as well while you're using the um, medicines to combat fungus. Salt really helps, especially when there's damage to fins and skin and things. It takes a lot of stress off the fish. Charlie Barton, this is about barbs. I have 20 to 25 tar tiger barbs that were my first ever fish, and they are my favorite fish. I added three Pictus catfish, and the tank is doing amazing. Yes, I could see that Pictus catfish and tiger barbs would get along well. Pictus catfish are um, super fast, uh, very food aggressive, and really quick, and they have a lot of spines and a little bit of venom, so fish don't tend to mess with them. So I could see how that would be a match made in heaven, actually, a big group of tiger barbs and some Pictus catfish. So good on you. That was a great choice of companion and I'm glad they're doing well. Killers Aquatics, I'm keeping filamentosus, tiger, odessa, black ruby, green, golden, and six bands together. Awesome. Glad to hear that they're doing well. Um, wow, even the filamentosus, because those have a reputation for being quite nippy, large, fast fish. But Bob's doing it. It's working. I'm glad the six bands are doing well in that. Um, even with those more kind of um, boisterous species. Michael Wentworth, thanks for the chance. As always, quiet tonight, but glad I could tune in. Hey, thanks for being here. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. Three times equals world peace. Can we get a golasso? <laughs> We'll see how the evening goes. <laughs> Candy's already fired me for doing the hashtags. I don't know if I want her to fire me for doing a golazo. <laughs> Ryan Hansen, I'm trying six banded barbs and snakeskin barbs. Good. In summer tubs after last year when my Odessa barbs did phenomenally. I'm glad to hear about that success, Ryan. That sounds like a party to me. Um, I would love to have a few tubs and try something like that. I hope it goes well for you. Man, I wonder what an Odessa barb looks like coming in at the end of the summer after it's been in a tub eating insects and having sunlight on it all summer long. I bet that was, whew, I bet that was gorgeous. Okay, let me scroll up here. Chat jumped on me, so let me find, wait, was that it? Yep. Okay, here we are. That was Ryan. Now we're at Ed's picking up cichlids. I love my eight Rohani tear spot barbs. Dakinzia Rohani. We're all, you just made me super jealous. That's, that's a fish that's on my uh, mascara barbs and Rohani barbs are on my bucket list. I haven't had them yet. Um, when I was touring, um, Oh, someone's fish room in Grand Rapids. He had bred a bunch of Rohana and had a few hundred of them he was growing out. Um, I'm forgetting, what is his name? I apologize. I, the name isn't coming to mind, but yeah, I, I was almost like, okay, let's put a bunch in a bag. I'm taking them. <laughs> I, didn't have a, I didn't have a free tanker. I probably would have. 
W. Marion, 1510 Winnie Danios. One arrives skinny and tired, and general cure Marison Levamisol not improving, done separately over the months. Now more are sick and not eating. Suggestions on next tr treatment, TRX, to try. Hmm. Tried general cure. Tried Marison. Tried Levamisol. skinny. Well, if you haven't done it yet, I think the next thing I would try because it's cheap and it's easy and it doesn't damage the cycle or the filtration or, or anything in your system is uh, again, a, uh, a formalin based treatment, like an ick treatment. And the reason is, is something I learned during the, um, the aquarium vet conference was about all these tiny little protozoans that I think they're protozoans. They had, there's a lot of terminology that I'm not up on, but all these tiny little microscopic organisms that live on the outside of the fish. There were lots of them and they can really suck the life out of a fish when they get on there in good numbers. And it seemed like from what I heard in the conference that almost all of them, there were a few that weren't, but almost all of them were susceptible to formalin. So I guess I would try Mardell Quick Cure or ICX just because if it is that there's a colony of these um, pathogens growing on the fish and you can't see them because they're so itty bitty, um, then that would fix that and probably treat it for uh, seven days or so with that. I think the recommendation was, I think seven days, um, but I'm not a vet. I'm doing that from memory. So uh, I don't remember exactly what the length of treatment was, but seven days sounds right to me off the top of my head. Um, but, but that's what I would try, something like that, because you've already tried general cure. I'm as, I'm, uh, by the way, I'm assuming you tried these for an extended period of time. So um, general cure, if there's an active problem, um, it's going to take a week to 10 days of constant treatment to really get that. And the other thing is metronidazole and praziquantel, the active ingredients in general cure, are much more effective when the fish actually gets them inside its system. There's a limited absorption through the skin and gills of the fish. So um, depending on how you use that, it may or may not have been effective. You already tried levamisole. Um, which I've had good luck with levamisol just as a bath in the aquarium water itself. Um, it definitely gets camelanus uh, worms that way. Yeah, I think that's what I would done uh, or I would do is seven days of um, a formalin based ick medicine to rule out uh, external protozoans and things like that. Truly the um, W. Marion, um, there's so many things that could cause that, that it's going to be really hard without, um, without getting a vet to actually identify the organism so you know what to treat. So, yeah, that's, those are my thoughts. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not being very helpful, but 
in ink medicine, since it's so easy and cheap and doesn't damage the system, would be a, an easy thing to try, at least. I'm sorry it's spreading. That's not good news. Charlie Barton, could I keep those barbs with tank rays, cardinal tetras, and angels? I think so. I think that would be great. Now, I'm, I'm assuming they aren't tiny little cardinal tetras, that they have some size to them. If so, I think they would be, I think that sounds good. There's some lag going on. Let me check my stream health. It says it's excellent. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. It said there was no data, but that was before the stream started. So that's why there was no data. Um, hopefully it fixed and is not continuing. Looks like it was a refresh issue. Mega Mindy Lou, good to hear from you. Hey, my sister just got some new fish I've never seen before. Green neon tetras. Have you heard of them? They look like cardinal tetras without the red. Yes, green neon tetras are amazing little fish. One of the tricks with them is put them low in the aquarium because if you look at them from up high, um, you really catch you really catch a lot of the color, a lot of the iridescence that way. But yep, they're great little fish. Stay pretty small, um, peaceful, awesome little tetra. BQ, what is a good bottom feeder that likes hard water? I would go with something like Pandagara. Um, can naturally be found in hard water. A lot of the Gara species. Almost any of the Corridors will thrive in hard water, especially the common ones that you can find, Aeneas, Paleotis, Julii, um, Trilineatus, really. Um, yeah, so almost any of the quarries will do fine. A lot of the loaches will do fine as well. Yo-yo uh, loaches, zebra loaches, things like that. Yeah, that's what comes on the top of my head, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Karen K., how would the barbs be with ghost shrimp? I think they would eat ghost shrimp. Um, as soon as those shrimp molt and they lose their tough exoskeleton and they're soft and delicious for a little while, I think during the molt they would be in trouble. And um, yeah. By the way, Karen, I'm still thinking um, about whether I should put the size of the fish or not in my descriptions. I believe uh, it was you that asked that question last week. So thanks for bringing that to my brain. Still thinking on it. And by the way, I saw, I, I know I dug into that probably too deeply on last week's stream. Um, and it's not a problem. It was a perfectly good question. And it's not a hot topic or anything. It's just something I'm indecisive about, I guess. But um, Sorry if I went too in-depth and made it seem like it was a problem. It isn't. Ask away. T-Shot. Hey, Dan. I came in late. How many of those barbs are you going to give away? Sorry for making you repeat yourself. Oh, you aren't because I didn't say. They are a schooling fish from what looked up, correct? Yes, they're a shoaling at least. Thanks, Dan. I mean, we call a lot of fish schooling that are actually shoaling. They do well in groups, but they don't necessarily swim directionally. Schooling is what I think of as schooling is they're kind of packed tight. And when one turns, they all turn more or less in unison. That's more, more schooling. Um, but yeah, they're peaceful little fish. And I'm planning on sending six of them uh, to whoever wins. 
You still have the carry Tetras you won, Aqua Balls. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Hope they're doing well. Um, one of the prettiest Tetras out there, I think. I hope you're enjoying them. Deuce the Noob, what do you recommend for a centerpiece in my 55 with 36 Daniels, Kythets, Zebras, Longfin, Leopard, and Glow Light? Since you're out of CPDs, oh, I'm not. I need to add more CPDs. Any plans to get Gold Ring? Would love some of those. I don't have any plans to get any Tin Winnie at this time. That's the gold ring. Um, I do have CPDs. I just need to post them. Hmm. Well, oftentimes I would say a large school of one species is, is kind of my favorite. But you've already got lots of small, fast-swimming little fish. And so adding like a big group of more of that probably would not make anything stand out. So let me think on that a bit while I grab this super chat and I'll get right back to you, Deuce. I just don't want this to disappear uh, before I can get to it. What is it? It's Chattanooga Ed throwing down $8. My Threadfin cars and geos I got from you, Dan, are looking crazy cool. Isn't a few months makes a big difference on those fish. Um, so it looks like they're finally firing up for you. Yeah, it's worth the wait, isn't it? I'm glad to hear that Chattanooga, Ed. And thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated, never required. But as you know, it makes the wife super happy. Um, yes, I I hear you. Uh, geos and, and thread finned cars and things. Just, just know it's going to take a little time. But if you're patient and just wait a few months... Yeah, when they fire, they really fire. I'm glad you like them. So, Deuce the Noob, with all those, I'm trying to think of something that is large but won't get outcompeted by all those super kind of food aggressive um, Danios. Hmm. I think something that'd be super cool is Empire Gudgeons. Um, 55 gallon, if you got like six empire gudgeons, I think that'd be fantastic. And once they learn where the food comes and stuff, they're pretty quick to the food. I think archer fish would be cool because they'd stay up at the top. The Daniels and stuff will be more in the middle and they'd be nice and big and a real contrast. And archer fish, again, once they learn where the food comes, they'll, they'll, they'll get it almost as soon as it hits the surface of the water. They're really quick. Um, you know, the, um, electric blue Acaras are pretty cool. They, they look fantastic. They can hold their own. They don't get too big, maybe around four inches. They're stunning. Electric blue Acaras or just standard blue Acaras would be a good mix in there. I don't know. Those are the things that, that my mind goes to. There's a million possibilities though. The other Tiffany could white stuff. On the fin rot case, be tetrahymena. Um, I, I don't know. White stuff could be almost anything, to tell you the truth. White um, could be a growth of something, or it could just be like the fish's immune system piling into an area. That's what we see on ick. We see the little cysts that are made when the ick parasite digs in. But there's white's just an immune response often. Or, uh, or a sign of a fight going on. It could be, could be lots and lots and lots of things. It could also be a disease organism, organism itself. I'm not really familiar with tetrahymena. Um, 
So I am not sure about that. Let me just quickly Google what that is so I can see. Oh, a silly, okay, okay. So these are a little parasite, basically. I don't know. I'm not super familiar with tetrahymena. T-Shot, I'm very interested in the roseline barbs. Oh, Deuce the Noob, that's another fish. Uh, roseline barbs would be great. They're big, they're beautiful. They can hang with super quick stuff like uh, barbs and danios and things. That, that could be cool. Yeah. Um, shoot, where did that comment go? I'm very interested in the roseline barbs. I'm setting up a 55-gallon tank. It's going to be a planted community tank. Are these possible to do in there? Thanks a lot, Dan. Yeah, I think in a four-foot footprint, that's definitely the smallest I would do with roseline barbs. They get big. They're super active. They're fast swimmers. Um, so a four-foot is the length is the smallest I would go. And they'll do fine in that. If you can go bigger, um, they'll use all the space you can give them, basically. But I think 55 would, would work. Okay. Deuce the Noob throwing down five bucks. I asked you because I value your opinion, Dan. Thanks. Hey, Deuce the Noob, thanks for the five bucks. I value the super chat. <laughs> and yeah, I, I hope that was helpful to get you kind of thinking about it. But Roseline Barbs, I think, of all the things I said, that's, I think that's Roseline Barbs are the best one yet. Hex Tank Apologist thinks I will give it a try. You got it. And you enjoy that Hex Tank, man. Um, Deuce the Noob, are those Roseline Barbs behind you? There's one. There's one Roseline Barb, this guy right here with the red on him. The other two are Siamese algae eaters. And um, I have the Roseline in there. I never sold him. I've had him for a couple years now because he's deformed. He's got a little like a pug face, um, which makes his little whiskers stick down real cute. So I call him little Fu Manchu. Um, and um, yeah. So I've just kept him because I can't sell him because he's got a, a pug face. But I like rose lines a lot. I think that that would be a very, very good addition to your aquarium. Okay. Who's throwing money at me? Thanks. Against the flow. Throwing down $5. I always look forward to your stream, Dan. Thanks. Need me some CPDs. Well, right after the stream, I will add CPDs to the website. So I do have some more to add. And... Um, they're doing great. This seriously is the best batch of CPDs I've ever got in. And there's something about, so this whole COVID-19 thing has been a problem, right? But the one thing it has done is when fish do come in, they're big and they're beautiful because not as many fish are moving. And so the suppliers are holding on to fish longer before they can sell them. And so they're just getting bigger before they're shipped out. So the fish that do come in are by and large, coming in nice and big. Okay, chat jumped on me. I'm trying to see what I missed. And, geez. Hang on. Oh, there it is. It's hard to see the little scroll thing on the side because it's black. Okay, just trying to find where we're at here, folks. Give me a second, just a second. 
Okay, Hextank Apologist just found it. Let me get back here. There we go. New Mexico Aquatics. I got my first ever Kraken on Lateralis. Ten of them in a 75-gallon planted room temperature tank with white clouds. Breeding tips or tips. The main thing is keep them cool. If you can keep them, uh, I would say if you can keep them below 70 degrees, great. 65 to 68 degrees, something like that. Uh, I think that's the main issue with Goodyids is just they get too hot. The other thing is Goodyids like the water super clean. So keep that in mind. They don't like ammonia. They don't like nitrites. Um, they can be a little nippy, but white clouds are pretty quick little fish. So I think that's fine. Uh, lateralis get decent sized. Uh, 75 gallon. Okay, good. You're fine. They like hard water. So um, most people have hard water. I'm assuming you do. You, you probably don't have to do anything about that. But if you have a real soft water system like I do, then you might need to add some crushed coral. So, yeah, I, I think 75 gallon planted sounds great for that. Oh, they jump. So put a lid on. Ryan Hansen, the Odessa barbs absolutely looked gorgeous after all summer outside. I bet. The male's red was so vivid in the blue spangling they can show. Yep. Was the best I've ever seen on Odessa barbs. Man, I'm a little jelly you got to see that. That sounds amazing, Ryan. I, I hope the other ones do just as well for you. I look forward to your report at the end of the summer. Or, or pictures or videos. Yeah, that would be good. Against the flow, I had turquoise rainbows in quarantine with Australian rainbows. After I moved them to their new display tank, to their display tank, I noticed babies. Could they be hybrids of the two? Should I let them perish? Um, they could be. A rainbow purist would tell you, yes, destroy them. However, if you had both sexes of turquoise and Australian, then I'm I'm just gonna guess that the odds of hybridization are fairly low because they're probably going to um, breed with their own species when they have a choice. You know the it's totally up to you though. There's okay. Rainbow Pierce are gonna kill me for saying this because they're concerned that there are species of rainbows and it's a valid concern and locations of rainbows that are going extinct in the wild. And so we need to preserve pure strains or we're going to lose the fish forever um, if we hybridize them. Also, they think hybrids can be pretty ugly, which some of them can be. So that's kind of the purest answer. And I, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with it. I'm just saying there's another answer, which is that maybe there's nothing wrong with hybrids as long as you know they're hybrids and you don't pass them on as something else. So it could be fun to raise those up and just see what they turn out like. What If they did hybridize, what's that look like? And just not pass them on. Um, or if you do pass them on, pass them on as hybrids or possible hybrids. So those are the two schools of thought and you can decide which way you wanna go. Nurse Beckus, 9.99. Oh, wrong way, we're backwards. The flying. What is that? A pair? Wow, that was loud. I smacked my knee. The flying super pair. Nurse Beckus, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. And just one more fish with Josh. <laughs> Hype! 
<laughs> Thanks for the five bucks, Josh. Much appreciated. Never required, but it does help. And um, Josh, thanks for all you've done, um, all the giveaways you've uh, you've provided, and, and everything you do. I think it's good to have you around, man. Okay, now Karen K, no worries about the sizes. Thanks about the shrimp answer. You got it. Now, I, I suppose with the shrimp, if you had a whole bunch of hiding places and crevices and woodwork or like LRB talks about rock piles and stuff, they might be okay. But when shrimp molt, they're awful tasty. Thanks again, Chattanooga Ed, for the $8. That's where I'm at. If people are wondering how far behind I am, <laughs> that's how far. W. Marion, thanks. Just wasn't sure what to try next. So now a couple of options. Yeah, hopefully it gets you started. Um, you know, anyone that's asking what fish can I keep in this tank? Um, I think the best thing to do would be to like throw out like six or eight possibilities. And from, from a list like that, I can be much more helpful. Um, I can be like, oh no, those won't go together. They'll all be a bloodbath. Or these are like a match made in heaven. This is peas and carrots. Or... Um, you know, have something more to more more concrete to dig into and help you further. Okay, six bands are better. I see folks joining up for the giveaway. Let's see how we're doing on that. How many entries do we have? We've got ninety-five. So your odds right now are one in ninety-five. Not too bad. Let's try to make them worse. <laughs> Hopefully, more people enter. <laughs> Oh, wait, chat jumped on me. Hang on. Jumpity jumped. There we go. Deuce the noob. Are those rose line barbs behind you? Yes, indeed. And T-Shot. How many rose line barbs in a 55-gallon planted? I've heard mixed info on the minimum amount to keep. Appreciate it, Dan. In a 55-gallon planted. Well, they get long and they, they can get a little chunky. Um... How big are you? That's a four or five inch fish right there. And so I would say, I don't know. I think you could do eight or so in a, in a four foot tank. That's, that's, that's a, a starting point to start playing with as you think about it. Deuce the noob, you're such a tease. Recommend rose lines get me excited and you only have one on get gills. Oh, yeah, I so when people ask for my recommendation um, I Try not to just try to promote my stuff, right? Because then I'm not giving you the best recommendation Then what I'm doing is saying well, here's what I have to sell Maybe this is a chance to, to make a sale, right? And that's when people are asking for advice. I want to give them the full range so um Sorry about that, but I, I am really low on rose lines. I do have just one right now. So now there might be some other folks that have them though. They're, they're not a fish that's rare, but they are a fish that's a little pricey. Although it's come down a lot. When rose lines first hit the market, man, you had to mortgage your house to get them. But yeah, Deuce the Noob, I, I try not to just recommend my stuff because then I start, uh, I don't know. There's just something dishonest about that, I guess. What if the best possibility isn't something I have? 
you know, you should know that. Lefty, three, two, one, three, A, the Pseudomugil Luminatus are doing great. Awesome. Taking all the food now and loving their floating moss ball. Super fun to watch. I'm glad you like them. I hope they're displaying for you and everything and you're getting the full, like, effect of uh, all that amazing behavior with the flared fins and the dancing. Uh, Pseudomugils are awesome. Sometimes they don't look like much when you see them like in a, in a store and it's sometimes hard to get good pictures of them. But that behavior with all that color, they're pretty awesome. Okay, just got to Nurse Beckus's, um super chat. Thanks again for that. Fish room fever thrown down $2 as a lurker fee. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's a new one. I have not seen a lurker fee before. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Fisherman Fever. I appreciate it. Enjoy your stuff, by the way. I'm glad you're out there, man. And I think I missed that. Yeah, that was in there between Nurse Beckus and Just One More Fish with Josh. Sorry, Fisherman Fever. I didn't see it earlier, but I appreciate the lurker fee. Thanks so much. Oh, we jumped. Hang on. Okay, we didn't jump too far. Hey, I might actually be keeping up tonight pretty good. Yeah, I am keeping up. So just one more fish with Josh. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you for giving us a great outlet. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for being part of it. Speaking of giveaways, since you mentioned Pogo Stem and Stellatus Octopus, I'm willing to, some, to send some to one lucky viewer if you would like to. Sure. That sounds great. Let's add that on. In Petsotics, if you're still here, or um, if you're here, and if you still want to uh, throw an add-on as well, then let me know. We can work that out. But yes, we'll do that. Someone will get the chance to win some Pogo Stem and Stellatus Octopus from Josh um, as an add-on. That sounds awesome. Small Fry Aquatics. Hey, Craig. Terribly late, but I have a note from Epstein's mother. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and I need to know, can you recommend a high temperature quarry that I can put in with Hypencistrus or Discus? Yeah, Corridor Sturbi. Um, now, there was another one. Let me just let me just look at something real quick. See if I can help you. Was it the Weitzman eye or the Adolfi? That hang on. Gotta go to Planet Catfish here. Good segue. There's some amazing websites out there for information. Seriously, fish is great. Um, but also Planet Catfish, if it's anything to do with catfish. Um, loaches.com, if it's anything to do with loaches. Um, just great websites to, to do a quick look-see to get some quick information. Was this the one? Not quite. That's 71 degrees to 78 degrees is an ideal range. Was it the Adolfi? Adolfi. Excuse me. Let's see. Here it is, the Adolfi. There was one I saw recently. Um, okay, let me just check this one real quick. No, they like it cooler. I, I did come across another one recently, Craig, but I cannot remember what it was. So sorry about that. But stir by definitely. 
Sturbi, the first one that pops into my mind. Do fine at discus temperatures. Deuce the noob, I like buying fish from you. I like you buying fish from me too. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, people should know all the options. Now, I will say that often when someone asks a question, the fish I I have are the ones that pop in my head immediately just because they're the ones I'm dealing with. So they're on my mind. But I try not to only answer in a way to push my own stuff on you. Um, <laughs> fish room fever, two more dollars. I made Jan, I made Dan apologize fee. <laughs> There's a fee for everything, isn't there, fish room fever? <laughs> Thank you so much. Adventure Aquatics with Alex. How hard are the rose lines to breed? Pretty hard. Um, I don't... I saw... I think... So recently there was a, a fish room tour done by Friday Fish Facts um, of an amazing fish room up in Canada. Uh, the guy does rotifers and all kinds of stuff. Um, I believe on that tour he was breeding Roseline Barbs or maybe he was attempting to. I can't remember. But it might be worth looking at that video to see if he's breeding them. And if he is, um, getting in contact to find out. I don't hear a lot of people breeding them. And from what I understand, and this is all anecdotal, I haven't talked to any of the farmers personally about this. I guess I could. Um, I just haven't thought to do it. Um, from what I understand, they are bred quite a lot on the farms and things, but I think they use hormones to do that. I don't know if people that are spawning them as a hobbyist would just by you know, changing the temperature to trigger spawning or, or whatever we have to do. So I don't think we've really cracked the code on those. I could be wrong and I would love it if someone corrects me and says, nope, you're wrong. I do it all the time and here's the trigger. That would be amazing. But from what I understand, yes, they're bred in large quantities. Almost none of them are wild caught anymore, um, but that it's uh, hormones are used, which means, yeah, they're going to be difficult to do for a hobbyist. Petsonics, there you are. There's no shame in promotion, business branding. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, there's no shame in, in that. But there is some shame in when someone asks a question, limiting your answer to what benefits only you. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Hey, Petsonics, are we uh, adding some stuff to the giveaway tonight? Let me know. T-Shot, currently watching my three AutoCats school with my Rummy Nose Tetris. So cool. That is fun. That is fun when you get the, the autos joining up. Absolutely. Woo, Kayla's Aquatics throwing down 50 bucks, $49.99. Cheerleaders make me happy. What can I say, Bob? Thanks so much for the super chat with the purple cheerleader sticker. Much appreciated, never required, but you mean a lot to me, man, and I appreciate that. Brenda will smile when I tell her. New Mexico Aquatics, best food for breeding Odessa barbs. How about for those Krakadon lateralis? I value your opinion too. Um, Bobby, I think on the Krakadons, you're going to want something with a lot of vegetation in it. Uh, some spirulina uh, type stuff. So any fish to really get to breed, you kind of want to condition them, right? That's, that's the way to think about it bulk them up a bit. So you do want some protein and stuff in there. The, the trick is how do you bulk them up without bloating them out or damaging them in some way? So with the Krakadons, I would do a rotation, something like spirulina flake and then brine shrimp because brine shrimp has good protein, but not a, like adult brine shrimp and a good fiber content to it. 
Um, and then maybe some kind of algae wafer. And then, then maybe every couple of days, something like blood worms or something with high protein in it. Uh, community Rapashi is pretty good too. That has a nice blend of veggie with, uh, with protein in it. So those are some that I would use. And I think that you could do the same with the Odessa barbs. Odessa barbs are omnivores. So they can eat pretty much everything. With both those species, what I do is feed frequently, as frequently as I could, rotate foods in, and then maybe um, once every other day or so, feed something with higher protein, like a PE mysis shrimp pellet or something like that. Um, those have a lot of protein and fat in them. So what you're trying to do is add protein and fat without overdoing it um, on an omnivore or a more vegetarian type fish, a more veggie diet type fish. So hopefully that helps. Um, and brine shrimp is great just because, again, good protein, but enough fiber that it tends to, to keep them regular and not bloat them up. Isaac, corn stubble. I like it. I don't know if corn stubble is your actual last name, but if it is, that's a super cool name. Dan's fish, out of the rainbows you have listed, what do you think is a good beginner rainbow? Also, are you able to gender the Venezuelan quarries going to order tonight? I can't sex the Venezuelan quarries. Um, they're about an inch or so right now. Um, so I, I just can't sex them because you have to kind of wait till they bulk up to do that. Um, at least I do. And as far as the rainbows go, the Bosmani are a great rainbow to start with. The, um, the dwarf neon rainbow fish is one of the best to start with, the Melanotania praecox. Now, Bosmani and them are kind of the same when it comes to care. It's just Bosmani get a bit bigger, so you need a little bit bigger tank for them. Um, so it kind of depends on what tank size you have. If you're wanting to go with one of the pseudomugil types, I think all the ones I have are pretty equal in care. As far as the Luminatus, the Gertrudae, the Fricatus, or the um, Ivent Sophi. So, and each one's just as pretty as the last, just in a different way. So, um, if it's your first time with a fish like that, um, if one really appeals to you, get it. But if not, maybe just order the cheapest one and give it a try, because they're all really pretty. Those males, when they display, they're, they're stunning. So, those are my thoughts. Um, depending on the size tank and which kind of family of fish you want to go to. And I hope to have a lot more rainbows soon. T-Shot, best stream in the business. Smash that like button. Hey, T-Shot, I'm glad you enjoyed the stream. Thank you for being here. Petsotics, yes, three aquatic plants and surprise mystery extra goodies. So, okay, good. So we have two add-ons. So all giveaway, six, I will give away all. <laughs> I'll... <laughs> I will give away, man, I just realized I'm like wanting to do this. So I'm on the side of the screen a lot. Let me, there we go. Now the green wig is back where it needs to be. Hang on. It's all backwards. Okay. So I will give away six of the six banded barbs. Um, just one more fish with Josh. We'll give away some pogo stem and ocelotus octopus. Great beginner plant. It's what my wig is made of right here. And, um, and Petsotics will give away three aquatic plants and something extra. So we'll have a fun giveaway at the end here. Which is coming up. We're already at 8.12 and we ended at 8.30. So 
Knight Rider. Um, it didn't highlight, but I just caught it. Dan, I've been breeding and selling fish online. Interested on in focusing on one information on selling to distributors or wholesalers. What is involved? How can we contact any info? So I would. Okay. Let me let me think on that a bit. So you want to focus on one fish, raise it in quantity and sell it to a distributor or a wholesaler. That's what I'm getting from that. If that's true, if I understand you correctly, then I think the way I go about that is I would. It's it's hard because hard to get information on what wholesalers have, what wholesalers and distributors are looking for is either. Fish they already get and sell a ton of like neon tetras, guppies, cardinal tetras, stuff like that, bread and butter stuff at a higher quality and cheaper price. If you can provide a bread and butter fish for cheaper than they can get it elsewhere, they'll be thrilled. And if it's higher quality, even better. Um, so if you can do that, that would be a way to go. If you call them and you're like, listen, I can sell neon tetras to you for you know, 10% less than you can get them anywhere else. That's just an example, but um, any fish, guppies, whatever, whatever bread and butter, that'll start a conversation. You'll have to be able to produce lots of them and produce them regularly. It's going to be hard to just be like, I have a batch. There you go. And I don't have them again till next year, right? Because their customers are going to want them regularly. So they're going to, they're going to want that. They're going to want regular availability or as regular as possible. Um, that's a hard game to play though, because um, you're competing against a lot of nations with a lot less labor cost and a lot less overhead. So to produce bread and butter cheaper, it might be quite difficult, but if you can, there's definitely a demand for it to make it profitable might be hard. Another thing to do is look for high value fish, that you can breed and raise and sell in quantity and that they can't get easily. So stuff that, that that's not as in demand, it's not bread and butter, but that's hardy and easy and lots of people could keep without difficulty. It doesn't get too big, it's colorful, and that you can spawn and distribute and charge a little more for. That might be the way to go. Um, so I'm saying this because you need an in when you email them to say, I'm a fish farm, I do this species, how many would you be interested in? If it's something that they want to get and they have trouble getting, but that they can distribute and not have problems with, they might respond. Or if it's a bread and butter and you're like, I can do this for a super cheap price, they might respond. Without a network of already knowing those people and being able to just call them up, it's going to be a little difficult though. So, um, and that sounds like where you're at or you kind of not have to ask this question. So that's what I would say. Just think of something that would be really tempting to them. And you might want to do that before you actually have any for sale. I'm a fish farmer. This is the species I'm thinking of doing. Would you be interested? Because you don't want to do all that work and then try to sell it and find out nobody wants it. So that's, that's kind of how to break in there. I think now, the ultimate thing to do would be get some contacts in the industry. Um, if you know someone that knows someone in the industry and they can introduce you or say, Hey, this guy is awesome. He's got some stuff and he can connect you. Um, 
that is a great way to do it. Without a warm introduction, though, I think those uh, two other ways I described are going to be your best bet. And it can be rough. It's, it's kind of like the entertainment industry. Breaking in it can be a little rough. And it's a lot easier with a warm introduction. Okay. Now, the, the trick with warm introductions, though, are those can be a little tricky because um, no one's going to put their reputation online to introduce you if they don't actually know you well and know that you do a good job. So um, if you have been doing this for a while and you know people and they're, they're impressed by what you do, then it's a lot easier. But um, people are reluctant to give introductions unless they know you really well because they're putting their reputation on the line when they do that. So, okay, scrolling up, did I actually, oh my gosh. I reached the bottom of the chat. Did I do it? I think I did. Holy cow. All right, Michael Wentworth, that deserves a Golasso. Candy, get ready. Take out your earbuds. It's about to get loud. Turn down the volume, folks. This is for Michael. I reached the bottom of the chat. I haven't done that in like years. So here we go. done that in a while okay candy it's safe you can come back now <laughs> I, I seriously can't believe i reached the bottom of the chat that's amazing all right i'm gonna look real quick and make sure i didn't miss any super chats because i hate it when people are nice enough to throw money at me and i'm not nice enough to even say thank you i got those got those kp chattanooga deuce Against the flow, yes, yes. Respectus, fish from fever, petsotics, da da da, Kalis aquatics. Oh, there's one under Kalis aquatics, ah, and it won't let me see it. Hang on. Did I get that? Oh, Scott Backer throwing down. <laughs> Thank you, Scott Backer throwing down. 1999 goal. He says, and T shot, two dollars. Best stream in the. Oh, already got that one. All right. Scott, good to see you. I hope all the fish are doing well for you. Um, let's see here. Here we go. Crazies. Wait, I was going to say Crazies Doc, but it's Crazies D-A-O-C. Dauk? Crazy's Dauk. Welcome to the bottom where comments came in, but they're rarely read. Yes, I know. Yep. This is your chance. <laughs> this is the chance for those bottom comments to uh, get read. T-Shot, I thought the stream froze <laughs> on the Golazo. <laughs> Got stuck in like, ah, oh, forever. No. <laughs> Is my dog howling right now, Rick? <laughs> no, that's just me. And, and maybe if the dog heard that, he has a right to howl. <laughs> Brian, 
Don't see many killies at my fish store and want to breed some. Cool. Any long-lived ones you would suggest? Was thinking of blue glare. So any of the non-annuals will will not be an issue as far as lifespan goes. They'll live as long as your standard live bearers. And live bearers are plenty popular. So non-annual killifish will do just fine. Um, blue glares are great. They'll sell very well. You'll get a decent price for them. That's one that wholesalers probably would buy in bulk from somebody. Um, they're very prolific. You'll get tons and tons of eggs. The trick with blue galeris is you have to solve the problem of the fungusine eggs. So a lot of people breed blue galeris and get large numbers of eggs and, and kill them all. Well, I, I don't want to accuse them. It's not like they kill them all, but the eggs don't hatch. They fungus over. So the trick is going to be to figure out how to prevent that from happening. So um, the most successful person I ever knew at breeding blue galeris did it like this. He would take a 10 gallon aquarium. It would have, I think he used an undergravel filter. Um, I'm not sure that matters so much, but what did matter was there was a nice layer of gravel across the bottom and it was choked, choked with plants, java moss and stuff to the point where you couldn't see through it. Um, just a lot of plant cover in there. He would put a pear or a trio in each 10-gallon tank. He used straight RO water. I don't think he even cut it with anything. Maybe he did, but the point is it was super soft water, and he would dump in a ton of blackworms. And he would just feed a bunch of blackworms, and they would get big, and they would get thick. And after they'd been there a little while, he would take out the parents and squirt in baby brine shrimp. And that's how he did it. And he raised lots of them and he raised big, healthy, beautiful blue glares. So all live food. So he didn't have, you know, problems with water quality as much or anything like that. Sponge filter. Forgot to mention that. Um, and soft water. So I think the problem is a lot of times the eggs fungus, uh, the water's too hard or something like that. So it is worth messing around with soft water to see if that helps you. Um, and, one nice thing about the way he did it is he never had to touch the eggs or anything. So he didn't muck them up with whatever was on his fingers or detergents on residue or whatever. Right. So I, I haven't tried it that way, but that was the most successful person I ever knew at raising blue glares. He was an old timer in the hobby, still around, I think, and, um, did a ton of them. And yeah, so there might be other ways to do it, but that was the most successful way I saw of doing it. I'm pretty sure bear tanks separate the sexes, condition the females, uh, put in a spawning mop. You could do great. But I think soft water might be a key. Crown tail, half moon. Any advice how to sterilize hornwort and guppy grass from another hobbyist? I'm not a plant guy, crown tail. I, I can tell you that other people have told me to use a dilute solution of hydrogen peroxide. Um, I think some, was there potassium permanganate? Was that safe for plants? I can't even remember, but crown tail half moon, I am so uh, not knowledgeable about plants. So I, I think, could someone else here help crown tail half moon? If you know how to sterilize plants or what the dosage is for the peroxide or whatever, um, would you comment and make it at Crown Tail Half Moon so it highlights so they see it 
and can, can get the answer easily? I, I don't know. Candy Overholes. Kayla's Aquatics Dan, if there is enough interest, I'll give away a Dance Fish gift certificate as number two in my three giveaways. Cool. As thanks for reaching 1,500 subscribers. Awesome. And how did I miss that? Jeez. Sorry, Bob. Ah, yeah, let's do that. Um, Bob, are you talking about tonight or are you talking about let's plan that for another time? Um, and if so, uh, if tonight, just let me know um, and let me know the size of the gift certificate and that we're doing it tonight and I'll add that on and then we'll have a monster giveaway <laughs> tonight at the end. Um, if it's another time, that's fine. We can work that out. Kenny, thanks for bringing that to my attention. I'm not sure I missed it before. Rockford Fishkeeping, I have hundreds of angel wrigglers. Awesome. I hope they do well for you, Rockford. That's great. Few things are cuter than a big cloud of baby angelfish. New Mexico Aquatics, you just caught my baby's attention. Oh, I hope I didn't wake the baby up. If I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm a father. I know what it's like. You finally get that thing down. Finally get the little baby down. And then someone does a Golasso on you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that didn't happen, but um, yeah, that'll get people's attention for sure. That's the last drop of water. I'm officially dry. Good thing I've only got four minutes to go. I can make it. Hey, is Rose Aquatics here? Hey, Ro, good to see you. Glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Okay, I think we've reached the bottom of the chat. Just... Uh, for tonight, $50 Super Chat. Okay, so we will do a $50 Super Chat gift certificate. A $50 gift certificate tonight as well as some Pogo Stem and Ocelotus. And from that's from Just One More Fish with Josh. As well as a three-plant pack plus a surprise goodie from Petsotics. As well as six... Um, um, six, six... Banded Barbs from me. So it's going to be quite the giveaway at the end. Awesome. Thanks, folks. Wait. Okay, there we go. I thought I missed something. Okay, I think we're going to go ahead and um, close it out because I've reached the bottom of the chat. This is unprecedented for a long time. We haven't done this forever. So let's go ahead and do this. So first giveaway... Oh, Chevy Fish, what if we don't want fish but want the other stuff from Dan? We're going to do it in order. Um, I think it'll do, be too complicated if I don't just say, this is the giveaway and draw, and this is the giveaway and draw. If we horse trade, it's going to get a little crazy. So we're just going to do it, and if it's something you don't want, you have a choice of saying, I don't want it, and we'll redraw, or of accepting it and gifting it to someone else, and we do that via email. So the first one is for the six... Um, Hexazona barbs, the six, six banded barbs from me. And the winner is Rockford Fishkeeping. Hey, Rockford Fishkeeping. Awesome. I think that might be Rockford Fishkeeping's second win. Um, so Rockford, you've got uh, about a minute to let us know you're here. And then you will have won. I better write all this down. Just a moment. Okay. Got a pad and got a pen in my pocket. 
Okay, Rockford. Woohoo! I'm here. Cool, Rockford. Fish keeping. You have won six barbs from me. Congratulations. That's awesome. The next giveaway is for the um, Pogostemon Ocelotus Octopus from Just One More Fish with Josh. And the winner is Andrew Santiago. Andrew Santiago, if you are here, you have won that. So let us know. Chime in. You've got a minute. That is giveaway number two. Andrew Santiago. Let's see here. Just keeping an eye down here for when Andrew chimes in. He was here like five minutes ago, says Dragon Lair. Cool. All right. Come on in, Andrew. Yeah, okay. Rockford did win a previous giveaway. I think Rockford Fishkeeping, you might be, I see you, Andrew. You might be our first multiple winner. You might be the first person to have won twice. So congrats on that. All right, Andrew, you have run one, Andrew. Uh, Pogo Stem and Ocelotus. Stem. You've won uh, a pack of Pogo Stem and Ocelotus Octopus from Just One More Fish with Josh. The next one is a three pack of plants from Petsotics along with a surprise goodie. Uh, congratulations, Andrew. And that is Lefty, Lefty 3213A. Would this be our second multiple winner? I think it might be. Lefty, you won, didn't you, fairly recently? All right, Lefty, let's see if Yuse is here. By the way, Lefty, I saw that um, that you that the transaction did not go through on Get Gills. Um, if you try again, I think it'll I think it'll work. All right, Lefty, Lefty's here. I'm here. All right, Lefty, you have won that. And that was uh, Petsotics uh, three pack, three plant pack. All right, and the last one is a $50 gift certificate provided by Bob Kaler. Bob, thanks for doing that. That's a generous offer um, uh, to Dan's Fish. So $50 gift certificate to Dan's Fish. And the winner of that is Peter Gill. Peter, welcome, welcome, welcome. So you've got a minute, Peter, to let us know you're here, and then I'll kind of go over the process for all you to claim your winnings after we hear from Peter. And thanks for subbing, Peter. It looks like you subscribed in July. So glad to have you as a sub. Oh, you just subscribed today. Hey, welcome. Welcome, welcome. By the way, just so people know, you don't have to subscribe or do anything uh, to win. Um, the only requirement is that you're here and you let us know you're here. There he is. Peter Gill. All right, Peter. That's 50 bucks, Peter. Congrats. Thanks again for providing that, Bob. And congrats to 1,500 subs. That's awesome. Okay, just a sec. 
Just want to make sure I have all this written down so I remember it because that's four items from four places. Okay, so Rockford Fishkeeping, you won six bars from me. Andrew Santiago, you won some pogo stemming from Josh. Lefty, 3213A, you won three plant pack from Petsotics. And Peter Gill won a $50 gift certificate to Dan's Fish provided by Kaler's Aquatics. That's the rundown. All you winners, if you would email me, dan at dancefish.com, um, by midnight tonight would be great. Ooh, sorry about the squeaky chair. Um, email me your first and last name and your mailing address, and then I'll know where to send the barbs, and I will get you in contact with the other folks so that you can arrange shipping with them. So what a night. That was awesome. Thanks, everyone, that provided that. Um, thank you so much to Just One More Fish with Josh, to Petsotics, and to Kayla's Aquatics for adding on and making the giveaway even more fun than usual. Um, I appreciate it. I, I think that's awesome when the community jumps in and gets in on the giveaway action. That's pretty cool. All right. So we're going to close this out. Thanks to my mods. I appreciate each and every one of you for everything you do. I hope you're doing great. Um, Thanks to everyone that left a super chat. Always appreciated. Never required, but it does make the wife uh, super happy. Thanks to everyone that just left comments and questions and was active and made this lively. All you lurkers, I'm with you as well, Lurker Nation. Anyone on the replay, thanks for being here. You're a little late, but thanks for being here. And until next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, I hope you have a good one. I'll see you then.